What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 19 of the VIP Gaming Podcast. My name is Vinny Champa, and with me is the Cookie Monster, the Demolition Man himself, Michael Goss. How you doing, dude? <laughs> Pretty good. Demolition Man? You, 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 I, I meant to say monster or man, I think is what I meant to say. I don't know, dude. I'm out of it. It's a Sunday. We're chilling. It, I've just been chilling all day, and now my brain is starting to... It's, I'm trying to finally get working, you know? Oh, okay. You're waking yeah. your brain up? Yeah, yeah. That's We're waking up that now. You, that's funny that you use uh, Demolition Mayan, because there's a Sons of Anarchy spinoff show a- called Anarchy? Mi- See? Anarchy. You, you, your brain's working, yeah, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say about Sons of Anarchy? Um, the spinoff is called Mayans. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotcha. And then also we have the hair, Jason Patton. On how you do the, the hair, I like it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm sticking with the hair, dude. Your hair fine. is phenomenal, and I love it. And I wish Always. I had hair like that. Always. <laughs> me and Vinny, are like, actually not not Vinny. Just I just me. wear hats. Just I get yeah. I get away with it. That's why I'm like I don't give a fuck about my hair. I mean it's fine. Mm-hmm. Just it's, me. I mean yeah. I don't want to be bald yet, but you know. No, just me. I just wear I hats because I don't up, like same. look like a bum. Yeah, <laughs> Jason always comes in. He's got like. a... A works nice on his hair for on. three hours. He's, he's um, it's the, four hours. Thank you. God damn, dude. <laughs> he's nah, got I'm like the kidding. he's got the beard butter going on. Beard butter? <laughs> I don't have no beard butter in this. Um, no, unlike you guys, I am just coming down from a very productive day. <sighs> Clean oh, my car. Yeah. Went to the gym. Filed yep. my taxes. There you go, dude. I gotta do that. Very productive do. day. Yeah. Gotta be a normal adult sometimes, but for the next like hour, two hours, four hours, six hours, however long we're here for, we are going to be telling you guys about all the video games of the news, all the video game news of the week, and we got a shit ton of it, including PlayStation, their manufacturing costs, and what it could be, and what that could mean for the pricing of PS5. Sony also doing some experimenting with AI, we'll talk about that a bit. Jeff Keighley, who is a big guy in the video game industry is not going to be going to E3. We're going to talk about that. Phil Spencer talking about VR even more. We're going to talk about Call of Duty and what they've been doing. xCloud beta and where it's going now. And then we're going to talk about, for a bit, about the DICE Award winners and how I'm going to roast the shit out of them. Uh, After that, we're going to go into the games we've been playing, as we always do. Then we'll take questions. Cheap free games, new game DLC announcements, all that jazz. But first, we... Like we do every single week, we're going to talk about the news. And what we're going to start with this week is PlayStation manufacturing costs are reportedly about $450. So this price is, uh, quote, a forcing a difficult price-setting decision in its battle with Microsoft. So reported by Bloomberg, these high costs are causing Sony to take the wait-and-see approach for the PS5 price. This is much different than the previous generations, where they typically set the price in February and start mass production in spring. That's why there was all this speculation of them doing this big event in February uh, because years prior they have done it in February and then they'd be like, alright, here's the price, here's the box, here's everything. Which clearly, as of recording, February 16th has not happened yet and they haven't even announced anything, so assuming, presumably they're not going to. Uh, for reference, though, the PS4 retailed uh, at $400 and was estimated to cost $381 to manufacture at the time. So, that's kind of a, you know, you can compare it to how the PS4 was, to how we may think it'll uh, affect the PS5. The reason that's being speculated that it is so high 
is because of the demand for DRAM and NAND flash memory, which is apparently in super high demand because it's also really popular among smartphones, which makes sense. What do you guys think? Um, I think that that is a high number, especially considering that the PS4 re- uh, was 381 to man- uh, manufacture. But I do understand now that they are trying to get um, the best uh, best play playability. And so, you know, I, I'm kind of not shocked that it's a high price. I'm just hoping that it plays games really well. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's the easy assumption is to say that this is going to be a $500 console. Oh, and I feel like we've been saying that this whole time. It seems like people online are kind of surprised, and I'm like, I mean, I don't really think that's all that surprising. I expect these, when they're touting all this, like, high-capability shit, like 4K and 8K and all the, the frame rates you're going to be getting, like, I feel like it was kind of a given, but... Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that just means that the PlayStation's going to be a $500 system. Or they could just take the L on, you know, making profit on them and just sell them at 450 Yeah, that's what I think could happen. I don't know if it will, but as we talked about, I don't remember if it was last week or the week prior, but we talked about how PlayStation came out and was like, Hey, we're in a competitive space. That's kind of why we haven't said anything about uh, we haven't said anything uh-huh. about putting a price out there because you know we have other people we're competing with. Being super vague when there's only one other company they're competing <laughs> with. Just we know who you're competing with. Yeah, Just put it out there. It's like the Red Sox versus Yankees, pretty much. Yeah, we all know who like we know who the rivals are. Yeah, pretty much. And they were effectively being like, yeah, we're gonna wait until they tell us what they're doing. Uh, so I don't know. They, co- I, I think I also assume that Xbox is going to be about five hundred. Yeah. Could you uh, imagine though if Xbox comes out and they found a really efficient way of making these things so that they're able to charge them for like four hundred bucks? That that's you, the thing, dude. Do you know what kind of a hit fucking <laughs> Sony's gonna make? Yeah. The thing is, if that was the case, there's no way they... I don't think Sony would be willing to go that low, especially... Oh, if, they wouldn't go that low. Especially with like, P- PS4, where they... It seems like they always want to make at least a little bit of profit, even if it's not a lot. Yeah. But I know... I'm, I'm pretty sure, and someone could fact-check me on this if you want to, but I, I've read numerous times that a lot of the times in selling consoles, they sell at a loss so they can get the money back by people just buying all their exclusives and shit. And even non-exclusives, because obviously, you know, Xbox and Sony get a cut of third-party titles as well. So, like, I don't know, dude. I if I don't see Xbox coming out for less than 500 but if they did, like, that would be kind of insane to, to see. I, th- I think they that would be really good for Xbox, because I remember when the PS4 came out and Xbox One came out, everyone was raving over the PS4 because it was, like, $80 cheaper or something yeah. like that, however much could you, it was. Could you imagine if Sony really wants to stay away from $500 but wants to make a profit so they sell this thing for $475? That'd be funny as hell. I don't well, think that I mean, happen, if but... I'm going to be real, if that reference is correct, PS4 retailed for $399 and costed or, sorry, $381 to manufacture. That's only 18 bucks. Yeah. Like, which... 
isn't a lot for one console, you know, for one console, but with every console that's purchased, that's a fucking shit tote. Uh, for sure. You know, it's a lot of money. I just think that trying to set something at an odd price like 475 would be honestly I think 450 is weird and I, yeah. I I hear people saying that 450 is like they could do 450 and I'm like I mean I guess they could if they really want to try to you know be super competitive and trying to get their console out and be like oh it's 50 bucks cheaper but I feel like at least to me like if, if my head is already decided on an Xbox that an extra $50 isn't gonna break the bank even more than exactly. 500. Exactly. So I feel like if yeah. So yeah. They're they're probably both going to be $500 consoles. I don't That's think my guess. Be, I don't think there's going to be a difference in price. Imagine. Imagine they're both the same price. Oh my god. Do you god. know how many heads would explode? <laughs> yeah. I I would explode right there and then. I mean, you know. <laughs> like, I don't fuck. think ever I don't think there's ever been consoles that are same price. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. There might be. I'm not 100% sure. They're usually sure, like $100 a, uh, like apart from yeah, each other. All of them, I think. Difference. How much was the 360 at launch? I don't remember at launch. Oh, I didn't even buy it at launch. Yeah, I don't I think didn't I either. did either. I was, was like probably, five. It was probably like, yeah. it was probably like It was probably like 300 350 Yeah, because the PS4 or... Yeah, I don't know the PS3. PS3 was like $500. No, no, PS3 was 600 That's what fucked them. Because yeah. I vividly remember that. And I actually... So I don't know how I got the money for it because I was really young then, but I remember I did buy it because I still have the original PS3 where it has full backwards compatibility from PS1 games and PS2, which like rarely exists anymore. And I'm like, I'm happy I still have this because that's really cool. But uh, I would love to get that from you because I have a lot of PS2 games. And ain't happening. No, I I, I, GameStop even will give you a fair amount of money for that. That tells you how rare it is. Yeah. They're like, hey, we'll give you $60. I'm like, wow, I get a whole game at your GameStop? Wowee. <laughs> I, I think the GameStop memes are the best memes out there. Like, They're pretty great. Freaking... They're, they're high quality. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Someone comes in with like a, a limited edition, only one ever made like, <laughs> copy of a video game, and they're like, best I can do is five. <laughs> that, that's hysterical. And, and the person standing there like, what, 5,000? Five cents. Yeah, no, five cents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should do like a, a cross meme with GameStop and Pawn Pawn Shop. Oh, Pawn Store. Oh pawn stores. And I feel like that could be some fantastic meme potential oh. where they like have them going back and forth or something. Yes. Shit. Oh yes. Oh, they get the Pawn Star stand and in yeah. GameStop and GameStop stand and Pawn Stars. Yeah, that'd be so funny, dude. Get Speaking on it, viewers. Of- Right. Speak, speaking of, uh, I didn't put this in the show notes. I probably should have, but there's uh, also a story going around uh, around right now. Of there was back in the day, I think I don't remember if it was NES or SNES, but there was a brief moment in time where actually Nintendo and Sony were gonna work together to make a console, and they like the console exists. I don't know how many, but at least one exists. Where it was a Nintendo and Sony console that could play cartridges and discs. And it had like a. It was like an. I think it was the SNES because it looked identical to the SNES controller, but it said Nintendo and Sony on the front. And it just got sold, or it's currently being auctioned, and it's up to $310,000. 
Damn. It's yeah, but can like it actually play old... games though? Like what? Games I think are there's a play? single cartridge and one disc on there. I believe the disc is a Mario game. So that was like one of not. I don't think it's a full game, but it's like a prototype of what could have been on then, whatever that console was. Cool. And then I believe Sony the cartridge was a Sony game. I don't know what the cartridge <laughs> was, but Street eventually Fighter. Sony was like. I guess they had some disagreement, and Sony was like, yeah, you know, we'll go take our chances on our own. And I think they did pretty well for themselves, those little up-and-comer Sony. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, little up-and-comers. But I think, going back to this story, I think there's a... It's hard for me to not think it's going to be 500, as well as whatever Series X is going to be. And if Project Lockhart is a real thing, I feel like... I don't know if that's going to be a launch or whenever that'll be, but that'll be a thing that, uh, you know, that'll that'll be how they compete with Sony in selling a cheaper console to try to get in more people's homes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next story, more Sony and PlayStation stuff. Sony patented a new AI tool that could help players in video games. Now, this sounds great, doesn't it? But... Just wait one second. Sony has submitted a patent for an AI that could help players stuck in a game by pointing them towards items or weapons that may help them in overcoming their obstacle. I think we've all gotten stuck in some video games, and we're like, you know what, we could really use some help right now. I know we'll probably just Google it anyway, but, you know, what if I could do it right in the game? That'd be helpful, right? They did this patent, filing it called, and this is a really terrible name, In-Game Resource Surfacing Platform. Uh, the description of the patent says many video games have hundreds of thousands of individual items for users to earn, find, or purchase and use within the video game. So this doesn't really help you guys listening, but they posted like a, a diagram of an example of what it would be like. So this kid is sitting on the floor in front of his TV playing a video game. And he speaks into his controller and writes, Hey, PlayStation, how do I defeat the boss? And then the PlayStation replies, 80% of players like you defeat, uh, like you defeated the boss using Resource X. And you're like, wow, that sounds really cool. And then you look at what they wrote on the little TV, and it says, Resource X, buy now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel yeah. like... I don't know. I mean... Unless they're going for something totally different for um, games, I feel like most games kind of have that guidance down. Um, Not only that, but even if they don't, like, look it up on Google. Like, people do guides everywhere. IGN has an entire, like, section of their website for guides. Like, I think it's a really cool idea, but trying to monetize that, not only would that piss people off a lot... Uh, but there's just so many easier and convenient ways of doing it. I do think it's a cool technology if this ever comes into existence. Cause like that would be super convenient. Like if you're, for example, I saw it right before we were doing the podcast, I saw Jason playing a video game called Jedi Fallen Order. And like that game can be tough at times and you can be like, all right, PlayStation, how do I defeat boss X? And then they'd be like, oh, you should try to do this, this, and this. And you'd be like, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And that would be cool because then, you know, you wouldn't have to go and on your And then he tries it and fails. Yeah, does terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible advice. Thanks, PlayStation. Uh, but no, exactly, like, I think, right? Like, like if, 
Sorry, I'm sorry. Go that ahead. was $30. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it, it's a cool idea. I don't know. I don't know if monetizing it's a good idea. I don't, I don't know. But I was just thinking, what if like it gives you the wrong information and then you're fucked? <laughs> it could. What do you get? Would you guys like this? Would this help you? Would this? What do you think? Um, I'm very indifferent. Uh, yeah. I really, you know, don't have trouble discovering things in video games. You know, if it's really something that's minute and kind of like a secret, then, you know, I feel like that they make it a secret for a reason and make it hard to figure out for a reason. And I don't really think that that's a, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I Unless, like, they're thinking for way ahead in the future, like five, ten years of video yeah. games, like, I don't see a use for it personally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Usually, usually games already have like compasses and stuff like that to help you navigate. So I don't understand why, what that would be for. I mean, I feel like it'd be for something like, like I said, a difficult boss battle or something. Or even if you wanted to try to be a perfectionist or something. So like say in, you know, I don't know if they still do this, but old Halos would be like, hey, each campaign mission has a secret skull you can find. Yeah, you could be like, hey, PlayStation, how do I find this? Skull. Well, obviously, that doesn't work because it's Halo, but you know what I mean. Those are the best. They were yeah, great, dude. But, so, the boss battle thing, it's like, okay, well, if you've tried to beat this boss several times, and whatever you're doing isn't working, you should probably try something else anyway. Yeah. Right? So, it's like, figure it out. But, um, that's the whole point of the game, is to figure it out on your own. That's the whole... Yeah, that's fair. Video games, is it's there for you to figure out. Like, I was why, gonna say that yeah. like a game like Dark Souls or something would be good for this, but then like you just said, like that's kind of the point of the game is to try to overcome and adapt what you're trying to do to, you know, get better at it. Right. And I feel like that's probably I don't know because I played Sekiro for about an hour and got really pissed <laughs> and never went back. So I, I don't know if that's the goal for people that like those games, but I would assume that. You get stuck on something for a long time, and then you try to overcome it, and then you feel the achievement of overcoming it. Mm-hmm. Whereas saying, hey, PlayStation, help me buy potions to kill this guy, yeah, probably right. wouldn't be the same. And then what if you go and, like, play a game with, like, online people, and you've been having PlayStation help you get through, do stuff, and then you're gonna, like, go to play an online game, and then you suck at the game? Yeah. And then you're going to like, oh, well, why do I suck? Yeah, that's true. Because you've just been babied the entire game. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an interesting technology that it could help people, but... We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with it's, it, I think. It's kind of funny because I really don't like looking things up on Google, but I find myself wanting to do it a lot more recently. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't well, know. when you have less time in the game, right? Like, yeah, you want to try point. to get through... As much as you can, because, like, now that I'm in school and you work a full-time job and Michael works a full-time job, like, we get very little time to try to play games now. So you're like, I want to try to capitalize as much time as possible. And me not being able to do something properly, like, right away is kind of frustrating because you're like, all right, well, I've got, like, an hour to play right now. And if 30 minutes is me doing stupid shit that doesn't really, you know isn't mm-hmm. consequential, like, that can be obnoxious. I don't know. 
So I think I, I personally think it's interesting, and I would like to see something like this. Monetizing it, though, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think that would just piss people off like loot boxes did with Battlefront 2 back in the day. I, I don't GG. see that going positive at all. I don't see them saying, hey, ha- give us $10 and we'll let you buy this potion that's helpful. You know what? I'd, I'd be like, GG. I don't need that. Fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll pass. But that's that one. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But next door, we got Jeff Keeley, who is the guy that hosts the Game Awards and also does a bunch of other shit and has done a lot of stuff for E3, is not going to E3 this year. Uh, Jeff Keeley tweeted this week, I've been to all 25 E3s, which is fucking insane to think about, that there's been 25 of them, and he's been at every single one. Uh, I've been to all 25 E3s, so I know the show pretty well. As I looked at the information that was available to me about this year's show, and based on my conversations with the ESA, which were the people that put on, or the company that put on E3, Uh, I just didn't feel like we could do a Coliseum, which the Coliseum, for you guys that don't know, is basically this all-day event where it's basically like a news channel, but more fun, and like, you know, they tell you all the news that's going on throughout each day of E3. It's effectively what uh, the Coliseum was that would really deliver to the fans. When he was asked on Twitter from someone random, I think, uh, someone asked him if companies not taking part, which is obviously Sony, when they came out and said they're not going to be part of it. In the show was his primary motivation for stepping away. He replied, the lack of unity was a contributing factor, but there were a lot of things that played into my decision. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he's been to E3 25 times, and this is the first time he's not going. What do you guys think? I th- is this the death of E3? I think it's definitely going downhill for E3. I mean... He's pretty much a veteran of E3 at this point and went to all 25, like it said. Uh, and for him to not be going to this one, I think is really... Uh, I think it's telling, right? It, yes, very telling is the word I was going to look for. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, if he's not going... And he said that um, the lack of unity was a contributing factor. I mean... That makes a lot of sense. Like, why have this giant gaming um, conference and not not the entire thing is there. like, not every company is there. You I know? mean, technically, Microsoft isn't even there either. Like, there's the E3. They have a conference, but it's not even in the E3 building because they have their own building, like a couple <laughs> blocks down from there. So, like, I, I think that's a big part of it too. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep going. No, it's okay. No, that I didn't know. I didn't know how, um, you know, Microsoft had their own store, or not store, their own. Yeah, it's like this building. Big, it's basically a uh, like a, a conference building, like a big office thing. Yeah, what's that thing in the an auditorium? That's Thank what I you. mean. But yeah. a much bigger one than that. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, if if Microsoft opened up the building to combine, yeah, it's it literally with... it. It's literally a Microsoft like own store it's their own right, place right so i mean if they opened it up and they ran it with e3 and they were like they you know people could go back and forth yeah yeah exactly i they're feel like that con- would be doing different. it in conjunction with it right i feel like to be a little different because you know they, they might not be at the building e3 is at but they're still they're pretty they're much doing there. it during e3 right and they're pretty much there so it's not like they're not really a part of e3 it's just that because they have so much stuff, yeah, they just felt more comfortable doing it in a building that they owned. Okay, and sure. it's a lot cheaper, right? Which exactly, I think, 
I think that's kind of my main point, too, is that in this day of age of technology, like, I can see E3 being super important in the early 2000s and even, you know, 2010s earlier, where the internet being a thing wasn't super, it wasn't super accessible to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And that was an easy way to get the message out, was to do it all in one, one location, one spot, and then that kind of news travels and circulates but like with today's day and age sony goes out they do their own press con it's not even a press conference they do i mean they haven't said if they're doing anything for e3 this year or they said they're not going to be a part of it but last year they did that state of play thing and that's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to right. e3 going to that building and i think what did i say like ten thousand per square foot something like that ten thousand dollars per square foot yeah so like why go to a building to spend a shit ton of money like when you can do this dollars per, when probably. you can do the same thing at ho- at home in quotation marks for Sony right. or Xbox being down the fucking street and being like all right we'll do our own thing here cuz we don't have to pay for anything else all right we'll stream it to you yeah right it's just so much so easier i think that's i think that's something that's going to happen i think that um E3 might not be a thing and Xbox is going to have their own thing. Maybe they'll call it, um, you know, series, whatever, experience, something like that. And Sony's going to have their Sony thing. Nintendo is probably They have Nintendo be... Directs, PlayStation has State of Play. Right. Xbox has the small ones that are called Inside Xbox, but, like, yeah. Right, but I'm sure they'll... Either they'll keep it called Inside Xbox, or maybe if like we speculate is that now all the Xboxes are going to be series whatever. Right. Maybe it'll be like a series series conference or something yeah. like that. You know, Microsoft series conference. Um and they they're going to they're all going to end up doing their own thing. But they're going to yeah. be all around the same day, you know. It sucks to me I think this really the people that I think E3 possibly disappearing hurts the most is fans because for me like I love like I still have vivid memories of in middle school having my mom like call me out of school to watch an Xbox E3 conference and you can do that in one day right because everything was like in one or two days where you can get all like a shit ton of news uh, Mm -hmm. to you in one I mean this is really the only like entertainment media that does that like Movies, we know about movies that'll come out in, like, six years from now. Avatar's been <laughs> announced for, like, you know, Avatar 2 has been announced and has, it's, like, an eight-year release, and we're like, okay, well, what do we give a shit about that? Whereas uh, something like video games and E3, you would get all this news, and th- the games would come to you in a year or two, right? And that's super exciting. And having that new, like, having a day dedicated to that, I think it's super awesome for fans. And I think this also hurts, like, lower uh, profit-making developers, right? So, like, I'm not going to, like, Ubisoft and them will be fine because they're big enough. But anyone, like, below that, like, E3 is a huge stage that you can get your game out there. And, like, like, a game like Hellblade probably wouldn't have the same kind of... Uh, recognition it could have if it wasn't at an E3. And again, I'm pulling that out of my ass. I don't know if it was not an E3. It may not have been. But my point is is that a game like that can be elevated to another level at being 
at one of these like massive conferences. Right. In in the heat of news and it doesn't cost them as much money because they can be like, All right, let's work with Xbox for this or let's work with PlayStation for this, like I feel like it could hurt them, which would kinda suck. Right. It probably could, but unless you know, they get backed by whoever they're working with. Do you guys think E three is gonna go? Like do you think it'll be permanently be gone? Like one day it's gonna be Alright, E three isn't gonna happen. That's not one weekend of the year anymore that this doesn't happen. Yeah, I think it could be gone. Depending on how I would judge it off of next year. Yeah. Whatever next year's E three is like. I don't know. I don't I think it would ever go, but I don't think it would be as popular as it was before. I think we see those signs already, right? Like, PlayStation ducked out last year. They ducked out this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, now we got Jeff Keighley leaving, which is kind of huge. And I, I don't know, I don't think the ESA made a statement on if they're going to do a Coliseum, which was that, you know, that basically will tell you all the news in a quick fashion. I don't know if they're still doing that. They may not be. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I I... For selfish reasons, hope E3 doesn't die, but I yeah. could see it happening, which is depressing. But You know, I could see it happening, but I also, like I said, I think there's just going to be separate conferences, which will hurt everybody because it's going to be like, oh, it's not a community anymore. Now it's just a business. And- Do you think that would be during one week, though? I don't think that w- I feel like if that happens, then E3 is effectively dead anyway because... Xbox isn't going to want to do a conference right next to PlayStation's doing a conference if they're choosing their own time, right? Like, Xbox could be like, hey, we're going to do our quote-unquote E3 conference in July, and Sony could be like, all right, we'll do our E3 conference, exclamation, uh, quotation marks, in December, and we'll just, you know, because obviously you don't want anyone else dominating the conversation that you're trying to put out there. So, like, at that point, I feel like people would just do their own, quote, E3 conferences whenever the hell they want in the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll, they'll maybe they'll, you know, agree on like a deadline when they have to have these conferences to put everything out. Maybe they'll talk about it and be like, all right, well, if we're gonna do it separately, we should at least be in the same. You know, everything should be out by the same time. Have the conferences around, you know, same time frame, like within the same month. Maybe, you know. Xbox with one weekend, PlayStation be the other weekend. I just don't think that Xbox or... Uh, I'll say Xbox wouldn't have any benefits to doing that, or vice versa. Like Right, but... Because then the, no one's dominating, like, they're the ones in charge. Why, if you're head of Xbox, why would you be like, Hey, Sony, let's do a conference a week apart from each other. Like, you wouldn't, right? Because that does nothing but hurts you. So you would be like, all right... Let me do a time of year where no one else is going to be doing it because then we're the only ones we're talking about. Like, Xbox came out of the Game Awards, and how long have we been talking about them? And Sony hasn't said shit, really, until the past two weeks, and we haven't really been talking about PlayStation other than I'm excited for God of War 2 and Spider-Man 2, which we don't know exist. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. I I don't know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I hope E3 lives. But we shall see. Speaking of Xbox, Phil Spencer coming back, and he's clarifying his thoughts on virtual reality. Back in December, Phil Spencer said something. 
He said some words on VR saying it was too niche and that customers simply aren't asking for it. I think this is one of our first episodes we talked about this. I don't remember. <laughs> I think so. One I think it might have been the first. I don't remember. But, yeah, so Spencer recently said that he, quote, probably overstated. Quote, for the people who love VR and the experiences that are be- being built, no disrespect to any of the teams there. My main point was I wanted to be clear with our customers on where our focus was. It simply wasn't waiting for us. Uh, sorry. If somebody was waiting for us to bring out a headset for Series X at launch, I was just trying to say we're not going to do that. Uh, Phil Spencer went further into the importance of VR on Windows, and he said, We're never going to close our eyes to where things are going. I don't hope it goes away. I hope it gets bigger. I hope it's something that's just so important that it'd be a no-brainer for us to support it. My main point was, wasn't was to shade anyone who's working on VR or anything, but really just about the stuff we're focused on, and that's not part of the equation right now. What do you guys think? Did he... Did he... I mean, I think... Like, I understood what he kind of meant when he said that the customers simply aren't asking for it. Like, obviously some people are, but a majority of people just want a console to play video games on. They don't really care about the VR part of it. Mm-hmm. So, and then I get why he had to come out and clarify kind of what he meant. But, you know, I think his wording, I think, you know, it's just, he probably it's, got some I guess sounded too it. harsh. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I knew guess. what he was trying to say. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it was justified. You know, I think it was pretty clear before, um, you know, if you thought of it as a business standpoint, but I don't think people really would. But you just got to think, like he said, that, um, you know, customers aren't asking for it. That's, you know, X- Xbox customers. Like, they're not asking for a Microsoft VR, you know? Yeah. So it's... That should be like the last thing they look at if they're you know catering to the customer. Yeah. Last thing you look at is something that they're not even mentioning. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a huge supporter of VR and I love it a lot. And if if someone was to say, "Hey, would you like Xbox to have VR?" I would probably say yes because the thoughts of being an ODST in Halo and dropping out of a ship in VR sounds fucking badass. Absolutely. But I get I get what he's saying in the fact that one is it not being super talked about. Like I think it and he's right that the importance of it is still certainly there and I think it's getting bigger and bigger. Like the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners like I it's not getting like super mainstream appeal right now. But I've been seeing more and more things about that game and how people are loving it because it's just, it's starting to push the limits of what VR, it's pushing the limits forward of what VR can do. Right. And I think it's, if VR can keep doing that and prove itself and be in a, you know, in a normal person's home and have that interest be there for someone, then like Phil Spencer said, they'll, they'll do it if the demand is there for it. Right. I yeah. Sorry, we just need the demand for it. Now go on. So what I was going to say is like I, I I can absolutely see, you know, years from now though. Um we've all seen Black Panther. Remember the chase yeah. scene with the car and his little sisters in the virtual car yeah. driving the real life car? I do. I think that could be not like driving a car in real life with a <laughs> virtual car, but like we're sitting in like a I you could know. see that happening for, like, NASCAR or something. Right. Because then so, no one would get hurt ever again. You could be even more well, reckless. Nobody really hurts 
Well, Nobody really gets hurt now. I mean, maybe not now. When the car's like, tumbling over. And less, like, l- yeah, a lot less chance of being anyone being injured. I got you. But, yeah, exactly. I could absolutely see, you know, gaming heading in that direction. People pick it up um, and then get it into, like, how you were saying, like, NASCAR. They maybe they yeah. look at the, you know, the option of maybe not having people race. But they have people, you know, virtually racing with real cars. You know, that would be sick. But back to gaming, I think that's something that, you know, once VR really blows up and all of the technology gets developed and everything that they need, that could absolutely be something that I could see was That was my next question to you guys. Do you think VR will get that big or do you think it'll always be what he said, a niche thing? I think it will absolutely get uh, that big. I think that when, as soon as VR gets that big, people are gonna, and they like maybe figure out how to make it so that when you come out of VR, you're not, you know, maybe motion sick or maybe you're not. I don't know. Just to make it seem more Make, natural to be in it. Yeah, more natural to come out of it. You know, when you come out of VR, you want to just be able to function and not have to sit for a minute, you know? You know, yeah. some people might have to, you know? So, I think I think that it's going to get that big and that it's it's probably going to take over. I think it's just kind of in the beginning stages of VR right now. Uh, and I think once they kind of fill out all the small uh, inconsistencies with it that it will start to become big. So, for example, like, you know, if you are in VR and you're going to try and grab something and you put your hand in that location and yeah. it, like, doesn't grab or, pretend, you know, like, it's on it, you click the button and then it's off it, and or, you know, like, it kind of lags and glitches and, you know, uh, glitches all around, then... You know, I think that once they get rid of all of that, then it's going to really start to become a big thing. Once it's actually smooth to go into and play, uh, I think that it's going to blow up, really. So I think that for Microsoft, they should just keep into VR or look into VR, but... Look at it know. as a bystander. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... Which is, I think, where he realized that he made a mistake when he was speaking, because... Um, I think that afterwards he probably realized that people took it as them never going into VR. Right. So that's why I feel like right. he corrected himself. I I tend to agree. I think that VR is... At, the thing is, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to say... Because I feel like there's always... I feel like always there will be the want to play a video game on a TV rather than in VR. For me personally, because, like, I enjoy playing VR a shit ton, but I hate standing up for, like, two to three hours trying to play in VR, right? And that's not something they can really fix, because, sure, you can sit down in your chair, but then you're not going to be immersed when you're in a game running, and, you know, obviously the point of virtual reality is to try to immerse you in this world, right? And if you're sitting in a chair when your character in the game is, like, running or something... That could be, you know, not the best part. Right. Uh, but I do think it will be bigger than it is now. And like what Jason was saying with the, like, the controller example and things glitching, and you're like, all right, what the fuck? Like, Oculus Quest right now just came out with 
it, you can't use it for, I don't think, any games yet. They said they're making it, but straight up just hand tracking. Like, you don't need controllers. So, like, on, when you put on the Oculus Quest, you can, like, navigate through all the menus just with your hands. And you don't even need a controller anymore. And mm -hmm. if they can make this technology, like, super good or, you know, make it work in games like The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, where you're manually picking shit up and putting it in a backpack and you hold a backpack back or something, you know. And then on top of that, if you want to take it to another level, which I think would be important personally, uh, you got to somehow make it that you, like... I forgot what the word is for, but like you the feel the things that are in VR, right? So like if you if, if we do go full hand tracking, you want to be able to like if you're going to hold a baseball bat, you don't want to hold a fist in real life, right? Cuz that's not going to feel right. You would want to be able to like have it feel like you're putting your hand around a baseball bat or something. Mm -hmm. Or like if you're shooting a gun, you would want to feel that feedback on your hand. And I feel like that would be the next step and I think that could be if they can make that affordable at a at a price I think that's when VR will really take off and I think Phil Spencer is right in that right now Oculus or not even just Oculus VR headsets in general are in like the earliest of early stages oh, yeah. even if they are looking really great now right with VR, all these cool v games coming out yeah VR VR is a beta without yeah, a doubt if, if not alpha right mm -hmm. they're just <clears throat> They're just, uh, they're not even at the peak of what they can accomplish with those. Uh, like you said, they have, the Oculus Quest has the hand scan, that's what you're talking yeah. about. So, yeah. could you imagine if they just, uh, they expand on that system, that technology alone, and they could do it for your whole body. Yeah. You know, and um, set it up, maybe you're on like a treadmill or something, and you're walking doing all that then it would be yeah. different you know you're on like a some platform where you can turn in any direction and walk and i think yeah. that'd be sick you know uh, or or like the driving thing that would bring me back to the driving thing like you're that's one of those games you'd sit down for but you're sitting and you're just going like this right right you're holding your hands out and just driving you know i think it'd be sick and it would and it like tracks your feet, so it reads how your feet are pressing the gas or holding the brake or whatever. Right. To uh, really immerse yourself into maybe your driving VR game. So. Yeah. Overall, I don't think he's wrong. I would like them to, since he brought up Windows, I would like them to experiment in making VR games though. Like that, you don't yeah. need to put that on an Xbox, but like experiment with some of your IP and put them in VR. I mean, I guess this is. Re pretty much cheating, but Hellblade did get a VR mode of the game, but that was before they bought Hellblade. So, like, that is on PC. I haven't tried it. I probably should. That'd be interesting. But, uh, like, I would like for them to come out and be like, alright, here's a Halo VR experience. It doesn't even need to be a game. Make it, like, a 30-minute thing, and then I can be like, damn, that's really fucking cool, and then they can judge it off that and be like, huh, this could be something that people want. Boom. Have, exactly, have a 30-minute thing and send out a survey to the people who play the whole thing. Yeah. And see what their, you know, their their thoughts on it are. You yeah. Know? I think it'd be really cool. We'll see. We'll see if uh, Xbox Series X ever gets a, ever gets VR. But now we are going to talk about a really interesting story of a little video game called Anthem, which came out 
last year yeah. in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's been almost a year, and they have done little to nothing to that game, which is really, really sad. It's a because little, yeah. I really like. So here's the thing. This is going to be controversial. I liked the game for what it was worth. I'm not going to say I didn't get my 60 bucks worth because I put about 40 hours into the game for the campaign and all the side missions and shit alone. Uh, the reason why it got such a shitty rap is because they, one, were really shitty with communicating with the audience of this game which I feel like personally fucked them a lot because oh, yeah. they were super, like, cryptic about what they're trying to say. And people were like, just fucking do things. We literally just want you to do things. Uh, the, the end game wasn't there for people, and I totally get it because when you try to market yourself as a game like Destiny or Division or, you know, any games like that, you expect to have these certain standards met. And when those standards aren't met even a little bit... <laughs> Your fan base is probably going to be a little pissed. And they didn't do much to do anything about that. So, with all that said, BioWare came out and they made a pretty beefy statement. So there's going to be a lot of me reading for a second, but we will go into it. Over the last year, the team has worked hard to improve stability, performance, and general quality of life while delivering three seasons of new content and features. So they did technically do some things, but they were all, I believe, time-limited, which, why the fuck would you do that in a game that has little to no content anyway? You know, that doesn't make much sense. Also, one of the things people hate about this was the loot pool was, like, super low. So, like, if you got the top the top thing, which you could do rather easily, like, why keep playing the game, right? Uh, three new seasons of new content features. We've also heard your feedback that Anthem needs a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and a more fulfilling endgame. Wow, you guys are finally getting to... You guys are finally getting that a year (laughs) later, huh? Uh, So we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial uh, reinvention than an update or expansion. Over the coming months, we will be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of flying and fight, flying and fighting in a vast science-fantasy setting. And to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around, giving a focused team the time... Giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. In the meantime, we will continue to run the current version of Anthem, but move away from full seasons as the team works towards the future of Anthem. We'll keep the game going with events, store refreshes, and revisiting past seasonal and cataclysm content, starting with our anniversary towards the end of the month. Creating new worlds is central to our studio mission, but it's not easy. Something we get it Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we miss. What keeps us going is the support from players like you. Your feedback gives us guidance on how we can improve, and your passion inspires us with the courage to create. I look forward to working together with your involvement and feedback towards the best possible future for Anthem. Casey. What do you guys think? Is is Bioware going to be able to revive Anthem? Absolutely not. Once the game dies, it dies. Just saying. I mean, but we had Destiny and Destiny 2. No. Once a game dies, it dies. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I think it is honestly really tough to pull back a game 
Very tough. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they kind of already flopped with, like, understanding what they need to be doing for that game. Eh. I don't think it will do well. Yeah. You know, if they're putting in the work to reinvent, literally, recon- like, they literally said reinvent a game. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth looking into. Because uh, I, I, enjo- I did enjoy the game. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's the thing. The gameplay was really fun. Yeah. I don't think anyone can take away from that as it literally felt like your Iron Man. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people would really like in a video game. I guess we'll see if Marvel's Avengers can do that. I kind of doubt it'll be as good, I'll be honest. But, I, I, like, if Anthem did anything good, it was the gameplay was incredibly fun. And it was just they were lacking a lot of other really important features. Right. But I think... Um, I think, you know, reinventing a game is possible. You know, maybe it's just going to be very, very hard. Yeah. To... Did you guys have you guys heard of No Man's Sky? Uh, I actually bought it after Briefly? not knowing that. <laughs> so <laughs> like, you know about the whole story, right? Where yeah, they originally came out and touted this like really cool experience, and it came out and flopped like yeah. huge. It Do was you know really it? bad. Do you know? What went on with that? I I believe they just marketed it poorly, effectively. They pretty much just lied completely to their customers. So they essentially were like, yeah, it's going to be this multiplayer game, and this world's going to be so vast that you actually probably will almost never run into anyone else. Like, it's going to be incredible. Each planet is going to be totally different. And then it comes out, and I'm pretty sure it's a single-player game, and, you know, like, the universe is, like, big, but not as vast as they marketed it to be. Yeah. And so it it launched really shittily and got super bad reviews. Like, like I remember Steve being... Uh, Steam, not Steve. Steam got, like, 99% negative comments on it. Like, uh, and it was ridiculous. But, like, a year or two later, they did this one update. I can't remember the name of it. But it was... Oh, I think... No, I don't remember. It was, like, No Man's Sky Next or something like that. And it literally was a complete rework of the... Like, the game is almost entirely different Mm -hmm. from what it was then. And people love the game now. People are super excited about playing it. They love all the new content. Like, it's literally the one of the coolest stories of No Man's Sky I've ever heard. Literally, or games in general, I mean. The game came out in this super shitty capacity with, like, 99% of people hating it. And then they come out with this one massive update, which effectively changed the entire game. And now it does have all those that stuff that they promised, and they added even more stuff than that. And I know I haven't played it. I don't know what it was then and what it is now. But I know that the perception of No Man's Sky now is, wow, that's this is actually a pretty good game. Uh, with that said, it's an anomaly, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't say any other game that's done that. I will say, though, that Anthem is a AAA... I mean, Bioware is kind of a big company. And if anyone could do this, especially with the money they have, uh, I could see them attempting to do it. I don't know if they'll succeed, but it definitely does sound like they are going to attempt to. I forgot what the exact quote was, but like Michael said, it was like... I think the part that got me was them saying this version of Anthem, and that's probably just me looking too much into things. 
that they're saying that they're going to leave this version up live, but the fa- when they're saying we're going to leave up a version of the game, like, I get that an update is technically a different version, but when they say that, I feel like, wow, they're going to, like, make this game, it had a 1.0 launch, and they're going to go for, like, a 2.0 launch, and they're going to completely try to remake it and do as much as they can to try to please people. That's what I got from what you read, is that they're going to literally remake this game, and they're going to come out with, like, an Anthem 2, pretty much. Yeah. Basically. Well, I don't think they can do Anthem 2, because, especially now, because it's got such a bad... The name Anthem has such a bad perception to the name now, right? Right. What do you think they're going to rename it to? I I don't think they're going to do anything. I think they're going to still call it Anthem, and I think they're going to push a, like, 100 100 gig-plus update, and they're going to say, here's everything. Here's everything we've been doing for the past year and a half. Here, a year and a half to two years of, depending on when this update comes out, of, hey, this is everything that we've been doing and what we we may not have been able to communicate it well to you guys, and that's on us, and we're going to try to be better and better going forward. And they need to say that because that really was a huge issue for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they have to. They, gotta, they can't – I mean, maybe they'll be like Anthem colon – something right they could do something like that i guess they could call the update something which could then propel the game like destiny 2 forsaken is a like a big update and then people will call it that for a while could be something like that but they can't just give it a new name and they definitely can't charge people money for this or else that's like suicide in my opinion because you you come out with all this brand new content and you, it's basically I'll make a good content and then if they tried to charge it people would be like well no this is the game that you essentially promised us to begin with you you can't charge me for it again right right so, I'm not gonna pay for a game twice right that's might be a, a shit game so yeah no I see what you're saying well we'll see what Anthem does I'm, in, I'm intrigued we'll see I if they really do do something and make it Something worth going back to, I certainly will, because I missed the gameplay of it, and I I loved playing it for when I did. But like everyone said, there was no, there was no reason for me to really go back. Right. Uh, next story, and Michael's gonna be a little bit happy about this one. <laughs> need for Speed, the Need for Speed IP, is being moved to the studio Criterion. So you may say, Hey, Vinny, who's Criterion? Let me keep telling you. EA told GamesIndustry.biz that the move is due to a struggle of finding the right talent for the series in the studio that did have it in Gothenburg. Uh, the move to Criterion is a better... The move to Criterion is better because they are based in Guildford, which is one of the UK's hot spots for game dev. Uh, Criterion, this company, is best known for making games such as Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and Need for Speed Most Wanted. What do you guys think? I'm, I'll ask Michael first, because I think he's more interested. <laughs> so, I'm going to guess that the most wanted that you're talking about is the one that they came out in, like, 2008. Yeah, like the OG like one. the OG one. And if that's true, then I'm real excited to see what they come out with if they're coming out with another, um, you know, if they're going to come out with another Need for Speed. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see what they're going to come out with, especially with the graphics that are available today versus when the first Most Wanted came out. Right. You know, so 
I'm I am pretty excited. I cannot wait. I I was also reading the little um um trying to think the little uh link that you have right here. And yep, I see I the see IGN article. Yep, I see burnout. Yep. Uh, they did burnout as well. Okay. Uh yeah. If that then then I'm real excited because burnout was a great game. A great great game series, I think. My favorite one was Burnout 3 Takedown on PS2, and I love that one. That one was great. But uh, I am excited. So you are clearly the the racing fan here. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy we have you because otherwise this news article probably wouldn't be here. And if it was, me and Jason would talk about it for 30 seconds, and then we'd be like, all right, that's it. Uh, so, So with that said, you've played almost all of the Need for Speed, right? Like what are the past ones that you've played that are recent? Like, the most recent needs for speeds, what are they, and what did you think of those? So, the last two, the last two I've played, I've played, so, Heat is the most recent one, and yep. then the one before that one is, um, Rivals, not Rivals, okay. uh, Payback, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, and I played both. I played, uh, Payback through and through, twice, mm-hmm. um, which, it was a great storyline, um, the races were really good. Um, the way it was set up was really good. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Need for Speed Heat is really... It, it is good. I like it a lot. Um, the cops are not as difficult as I'd like them to be. Yeah. It's pretty easy to get away from the cops and deal with all that. So I wish that they were a little bit more difficult. But... Uh, racing's really nice. Um, graphics are absolutely beautiful. The, um, you know, the amount of customization you can put into this, into the cars and the new Need for Speed is insane. Like, you can, everything down to, like, exhaust sound, you can customize. So, Mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty in-depth on what you can do in the game. So, I like, I like them both. They were both really good games. So, with that said, you still really liked them. Do you think the Need for Speed IP shifting over to this new studio, do you think that's going to be beneficial? Do you think that'll make the games better for you? Do you think... Yeah, just overall, is it going to be a a good move? With with the background that this, this, you know, Criterion has... Of having uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted, um, two pretty good game. Two well, Hot Pursuit was a pretty good game, and Need for Speed Most Wanted is probably arguably the best Most Wanted, uh, best Need for Speed game out there. Yeah. Um, I think that's a pretty safe move. I think it's a. I think it's a power play, to be honest. Yeah. Jason, what do you do? You want to give any thoughts? Uh. Need no. for Speed Most Wanted. <laughs> no, no, Need for Speed Most Wanted actually is kind of funny. So, I think that was like the first game that I, the first Need for Speed game that I played, and it was kind of funny because I didn't even know how good it was. I was like, oh yeah, like Need for Speed Most Wanted yeah. seems kind of cool, and that was part of my childhood. You know, it was fantastic trying to get uh, all the way to the end with the cop chase because I remember you had to get like a certain amount of i don't remember what they were called i think it was like infractions but you had to get a certain amount of those in order to like um progress into the next race and i think it was uh heat levels like you had your heat levels well you had the different like heat that. levels but yeah. you had you know you had like 
oh, like let's say you destroy ten cop cars. Well, that was yeah. that was yeah. like one point that you'd go towards the um, next level that you could go that you could advance to. And right, right. I remember there would be you know I'd be on like the fifth heat, which is like the highest heat, and like you know oh you're like driving, you're like, you Terrible. have like fifty points. And you're like, oh my god, if I can get this, I can finish this game and then you get boxed in by like uh, by like 10 police cars and you fail and then you and you're like honestly on, you know? honestly i i actually never finished need for speed most wanted um Fake i got fan. i got yeah, so honestly. far so, uh, i got <laughs> so far i got so far i think i got to um most wanted like level three so uh-huh. like i got really far um, and I ended up getting all of my cars impounded except for one. And then when that car gets impounded, they give it back to you, but your heat level is still five. So like when you leave your safe house, that sounds miserable. Um, really? um, yeah, immediately there's cops on you. So, and I had like no money because all I had to do was do a couple cop things and then get back and I could move on. But I nice. would always get like impounded and I didn't have any money to change the color. So like. I was always at level five and when you're at level five, the cops have like these Corvettes and they literally fucking oh, come yeah. out of, they like come out of nowhere. Like they come out of the woods, just fucking landing on you. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I got boxed in and I'm watching these cops come in and it like jumps, just fucking <laughs> landing on I'm me. Imag- I'm imagining that in real life. Like, a like just going down like downtown street and then we're just, all of a sudden they just kind of fucking come out of the woods and. T-bone you. T-bone do you remember you box the, you in. Yeah. Do you do you remember the SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob goes off a cliff with the car, and all of the cop cars follow him yes, and they just land on they land on the like the juice truck. That's exactly how that felt. That's funny. Well, now I know how you guys feel when I rant about Sea of Thieves because I had no idea what the fuck you guys were talking <laughs> yeah. about. No idea. Uh, but my from a super. Uh, you know, g- general fan of racing games in general, I think this is probably a good move considering all I hear about, like, of today, really, I don't really, other than Michael, I don't hear much about Need for Speed Heat or Need for Speed Payback, but I do hear a shit ton about Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and Need for Speed Most Wanted. So moving it to a studio that has that kind of lineage is probably a good idea, and hopefully they can. Re- I'm not going to say revive because obviously racing fans still like the new ones. Mm-hmm. They're still making make, them. So. Make Need for Speed Payback 2, you fucking cowards. <laughs> that was good. No, not Payback. Sorry. Uh, 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 Rivals. Rivals. God, that game was good. You could play as the cops and you yeah. could fuck up other racers. Dude, yeah. come on. Let me have that power. I want it. Yeah, that would be a crazy <sighs> game too if they redid God. it. That would be honestly a pretty crazy game. I like. I love that game. Did I? You know how many hours I dumped into that game, and I don't like racing games. They that was so fucking fun. And in Heat, they have those. Um, they have some of those. You know, pa- like technology, the power stuff. Yeah. They have some of those still in Payback. Can I play as the? Cop? I mean, not Payback. Heat. No. Well, fuck the game. Man. Game, <laughs> game fucking sucks. I have no problem racing as a racer, but as long as I get to be the cop and fuck people yeah, up afterwards. Exactly. Goddamn. All right. Enough Need for Speed talking now. We get more talk from Michael and Jason. Actually, you know, we're all pretty versed on this one. Call of Duty. 
Modern Warfare is most likely getting a Battle Royale mode. Following the release of Season 2, which, yes, Joe, I heard your complaints. I'm sorry I didn't talk about it last week. I apologize. I missed it. Uh... Following the release of Season 2 for Modern Warfare, in addition to the three new maps, including Rust for Modern Warfare 2, which is fucking dope, uh, many new weapons, a new battle pass, etc., there was a big hint towards a Battle Royale mode being added soon as well. A new in-game cinematic shows a soldier jumping out of an airplane into a large map with green mist closing in. Huh. That's uh, that's not even a small hint to me. Uh, data, <laughs> data miners have already found evidence of the Battle Royale mode existing, and in addition to that, apparently one Reddit user bugged into the Battle Royale map and literally has video footage of it. Uh, the data miners say it will be a 200-player count Battle Royale, and it'll support solos, duos, trios, and squads, and the ability to respawn will be in there as well, kind of like how Apex has it. Yeah. Uh, more leaked details came out recently and said that the mode will be called Warzone and will have a pinging system similar to Apex as well. What do you guys think? I think that that would be pretty fun. I kind of lost into... I mean, you're Modern probably Warfare. the biggest Battle Royale fans I know. So. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely try it, and I think it would be fun, but I just don't know how they do it because... It, I feel like with those, you know, with Call of Duty, at least how it is right now, players die way too fast for a Battle Royale kind of mode. You know, like, you could have three people die from the same person in, what, ten seconds? Like, it's way too fast, in my opinion, uh, for a Battle Royale. Like, if you if you think of... Oh, shit. Sorry, my keys, my keys just fell out of my pocket. That was that noise. Um, uh... Uh, okay, anyway, back to it. So, <laughs> Pub, PUBG, um, you know, you have health, armor, you have the down system, and then you have Apex where you have armor, health, you go down. Like, you know, those Battle Royale games, uh, it takes a while for a team to be eliminated, and I feel like the Call of Duty style of gameplay is very you know, the death system is just very quick for it. Call of Duty is a much faster paced game, I think. Yeah, and so I think that they would just need to tweak stuff to make um, to make a battle royale. Although, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have a battle royale in the previous Call yeah. of Duty? The last yeah. Call of Duty had yeah, something. Was, Blackout? Yeah. Blackout. That was the battle now, royale. It did was, they it was... Go ahead. Did they change the hit damage and how the game works? Like, was it I, different? I think it was a little different, yeah. I Vinny think they might, did. I know Vinny played it. I played it during the beta. I never even played the real one, so I'm not sure. I oh, did, okay. and it seemed like the the health system was different. Uh, because in Black Ops 4, when you played multiplayer, regen, you know, you, you get hit and you have those stims, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that up to the time Blackout came out, that was my favorite Battle Royale, but then Apex came out, and I think that currently is my favorite. Uh, yeah. PUBG, baby. Holy I don't know, boy. dude. There's just something about it. Like, Maybe uh, it's because it's the third person, and it was. I dumped 100 hours into it at launch, and it was still pretty buggy then, and... Maybe I was just tainted. I don't know. But, like, the, what I hate dying and not knowing where I'm dying from, and I felt like in PUBG that happened a lot. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I, I honestly am not a huge Battle Royale fan. I was going to say that, too. Like, how many Battle Royales do we really need? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, mean, I, I, I get that it's a popular thing, so, like, okay, let's jump on the bandwagon. But what do we have now? Fortnite? Yeah. We had Call of Duty Blackout, uh, Blackout. We have PUBG. We have Apex. We now have whatever this is going to be. Like, it's kind of getting not out of hand because, obviously, the demand's there for it. I bet, but, I honestly, I bet people don't even know that Fortnite has a story mode. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, do you know Fortnite's technically still in beta, too? Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> really? So like, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Fortnite's in beta still, and Fortnite has a, like, an actual game. Like, yeah. I feel like they made the Battle Royale just for them to be able to test stuff, and then people are 100%. like, and then people are like, wow. This is what we want. The, you know like, what? We okay. really like this game. And then they're like, all right, well, fuck the game. We're just going to keep expanding on this. Yeah. And then, then you know, other companies were like, oh, that's really big. Let's get on that. So I'm not a huge Battle Royale fan. I Honestly, I played Blackout. Honestly, I probably have 45 minutes in Blackout on um, Call of Duty uh, Blackout, uh, Black Ops 4. So, I honestly, they'll make this game mode, and I probably will never play it. Or I'll play I'm sure it, it'll be good. Or I'll play but... it, like, once or twice. And having 200 players versus 100 players, that's quite a lot. I don't feel that having, what'd you say, um, they're going to have solos, duos, trios, and squads. I don't even think that, I get it, like, I get trios, uh, like, duos, trios, and squads, Solo, that's way too many people to be... That does sound pretty miserable to me, yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's a lot of people, and then depending on how big they make the map, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then, I think that they should... If they're having 200 players, it should be, uh, like, a 100 v. 100, you know? I don't... Yeah. I still think that squads is... That's a lot of people. I'm not a big fan of Battle Royales, either. I'm sure I'll try it once or twice. Uh, yeah. and that'll probably be it, but I'm sure they'll do a good job. I really liked the Blackout beta when I played it, so if it's anything like Apex, which it sounds like they're making it more to be like, then, like, cool. I think that's a cool option for people that like playing Battle Royale, so good for you. By the way, Apex got a new character. Have you seen yeah, the trailer for it? Yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was, it pretty, was sick. pretty fucking insane. Yeah, I he, he looks really cool. I forgot what his name is. I don't uh, know his name, but he, like... Uh, watch the trailer because he like kills a kid. He yeah. literally, literally kills a kid. Uh, well, like, the, there's actually a really cool story behind it too. Is that th so? They originally announced this one character, and then as the person that was going to be added, and then they did another trailer with the same character being interviewed by somebody, and then that character that was supposedly going to be in the game got fucking brutally murdered, and by the guy that's now in the game. And people at the time were like, what the fuck? What, the main character you're adding just got murdered? And they killed him off? What's going on? Yeah, and then the person that killed that guy off is in the game. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's some pretty cool marketing. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, we'll see how, uh, I mean, all signs point towards Call of Duty getting a new Battle Royale. Yeah. Called Warzone. So stay tuned for that. We got two last news stories, and they aren't super long, or not much to talk about, but... XCloud is now coming to iOS in beta form. Uh, the XCloud beta was expanded to iOS up to 10,000 people, which is already a capacity. And currently, you can only play Halo Master Chief Collection on it. So, 
Are, did either of you get in on that or no? No. I think you guys are you guys are uh, iOS, right? Yeah, I'm I have iOS. Apple. Yeah. I did not get on that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Me either. It's. It, I, I mean, it's cool. You know, I, I, they're just going even further and further, showing you how much better they are than Stadia. Stadia has been launched since November. Still not on iOS. Actually, I don't think they're on anything other than Pixel phones. I believe. So like, I can play on. I can play Stadia on my phone. I don't think anyone else can, unless even if you are Android. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It it we'll see how XCloud's been doing a good job, and we'll we'll see how it does. Uh, last story, we got the Dice Awards happened, which is essentially kind of what I wanted the Game Awards to do and do the last year's Game Awards during the next year. So games like Jedi Fallen Order don't get fucked. Uh, but we're going to go through some of them because I think it's going to be fun. And also, uh, you guys don't know the results, do you? No. Okay, don't look at the results. Uh, I have the link there. Don't look, you son of a bitch. Well, I had, see I some had of read it? it beforehand. Okay, well, I'll, I'll ask Michael then. All right, okay. so the game of the year list they have, okay, Yeah. is Control, mm-hmm. Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. What do you think wins Game of the Year out of that list? What's the nominations? Um, that I think that wins probably Outer Worlds. Untitled Goose Game won their Game of the Year. <laughs> Why? Why? I have no idea, dude. Like, literally, I haven't played Disco Elysium. Any of, I haven't played Death Stranding. I... I any other game has a better option. I played Untitled Goose Game. Uh, I was like, going to say, okay. I was like, have you played Untitled Goose Game? I have. I have. And it's like, it's fine. Goat Simulator. It's, it's just. It, no, it's, it's it's like a puzzle game where you do dumb shit as a goose. And I'm like, all right, that's cute and funny, but I don't. that's certainly not Game of the Year worthy. But whatever. Yeah, Action let's Game get, of the Year. Let's get uh, SpongeBob Bikini Bottom <laughs> Damn right. on there. Battle for Bikini Bottom. I want Game of the Year, dude, next year. On it. Uh, Let's go. I'll go through a couple more that are interesting to us. Action Game of the Year, Control, well worth it. Adventure Game of the Year, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, thank you. Thank you for giving them something. Ad- because Adventure, fucking... though? like that, That's the thing. I've heard controversy about that, too. I feel like all they had to do was say action adventure, and people would be like, oh, okay, I get what you mean. Yeah. But saying adventure is a little weird. Like, yeah, that's when I like... think of adventure, I feel like I'm going on fucking safari or something. Yeah, I think of Death Stranding. They have Death Stranding there, and the nominees for that one were Death Stranding, Luigi's Mansion 3, Resident Evil 2, Jedi Fallen Order, and Link's Awakening. Okay, so like, there's two games on there that shouldn't be on there, which is Star Wars and Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> it, come on, man, what are you talking about? You're adventuring through a, a mansion or something. Isn't it a hotel, right? Uh, I know they call it mansion, but... Yeah, hotel, mansion... <gasps> uh, Could you imagine? Floors. I think... L- uh, it would be kind of more a hotel versus like the first one. That's a mansion. Yeah. Could you imagine Luigi? Uh, Luigi visits The Shining. I and goes couldn't through. imagine. I can, and that would be hilarious. And he's gonna get killed by Jack. Oh, Nelson. absolutely. <laughs> or Brian <laughs> Brian Cranston, I think. Is. That's that's Heisenberg, isn't it? Yeah. Is he in that movie? No, but you, there's a commercial oh. right now. Oh, okay. Here's. Oh, what is it? Johnny? Is it? No, 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 no. There's a... Oh, he says it. Uh, hold on, hold on. It's an advertisement <laughs> for something. It's, it's a funny. soda. I think it's... Sp- oh! 
Yeah, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I ah, uh, why? Here's Mountain Dew. Yeah. Here's Rup Is that it? I Here's think Mountain Dew Zero. And then she's I like, oh yeah, just that's what it is. It is that. <laughs> I straight up just guessed. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Ah, oh, so funny. All right, Michael. Here, here we go. Racing game of the year. Oh God. Crash okay. Team Racing Nitro Fueled, Dirt Rally 2.0, F1 2019. Mario Kart Tour, which is on mobile, and Trials Rising. What do you think wins? Just because of the games that they have that have won in the categories, I'm guessing that Trials probably won. Mario Kart Tour won. Yeah. And I don't know why, because that game sucked. <laughs> that game I played it. Good. It was so not good. unreliable as to what games are winning is what uh, I'm getting from this. I thing. don't know, dude. It, it, I don't... Yeah. I haven't looked up how the, they're determined, but like... Where are you getting Yikes. your information? <laughs> Good God, dude. Mario Kart Tour was just terrible. Like, F F1 2019 should have won that, or uh, what were the other ones? Um, Honestly, I would have said Crash Team that Racing. One, that one could have won, too. That one was super popular back in the day, and if it's essentially a remaster that they made better, like I would think that would be it. Right. But You know I what game? Know, Why not a remaster I do want? The Nick Tune, the Nick Tunes racing. That was a had, fun game. Because they had the arcade one and the old McDonald's that we had here. That, that was, was a fun lot game. of fun. Yeah, I missed ha- that one. Online game of the year went to Apex Legends this year. Okay, I think that's a decent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least coincides with the category. Outstanding achievement in animation, Luigi's Mansion Three. Okay. Outstanding achievement in character, Michael. Control for... You, you don't know the people in it, but whatever. Just go with it. Control, Death Stranding with someone. I don't know who that is. Death Stranding with Norman Reedus. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order degrees, And Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't Why? know if you saw Michael, but he literally, when I said Jedi Fallen Order for Grease, he just threw his hand in the air. He's like, why? No <laughs> why? one knows. He, no. He's a cool character <laughs> he's for saying greasy cool. money, yeah. but that's about it. Like, that's, there's no, what else does he do? There's real no... Sig- I mean... Don't honestly, spoil anything. Honestly, I don't, whatever. Anyway. Um, don't spoil nothing. <laughs> for some reason, just because it's a stupid answer... I feel like it's the Untitled Goose Game. You are correct. Oh, that's Untitled so fucking Goose Game. Dumb. That's won. so dumb. It should have been Norman Reedus then, out of that <sighs> category. It was. It should have come down to Norman Reedus or um, the guy who, the kid who plays Cal, and yeah, Jedi who Fala. wasn't nominated. So, Sorry. which is dumb. <laughs> wasn't nominated because was though. One, he plays a really good Jedi. And two, he plays a really good Batman. So I mean, it's Joker, true. Joker. There you go. He plays Joker in Gotham, and he does a phenomenal job. Go watch it if you haven't. Joker is a great movie. Wait, Joker? He's on a Joker. No, he's he in plays the Gotham. In, in, in oh, Gotham, got the, it. the TV got series. It. I thought you were talking about Joker, like the new Joker. I was like, that wasn't him. No, 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 no. But he plays a really good Joker in Gotham. If you haven't got seen it. it, but got it. But he also said that he wanted to play Joker in. Um, upcoming Joker movies. Which, well, I think Joaquin Phoenix has that nailed down for now. I mean, if they do a younger version of Joker again, then I would absolutely take it, because he, he did a really good job. You should probably watch it. 
I probably should, and I probably won't. But I watched Knives Out this week. Pretty good movie. Have is you it? seen that? No, it's with uh, it's that Chris Pratt and... Chris Evans is in it? No, Chris, not Chris, Chris Pratt. Ev- yeah, Chris Evans I, is it in was it. one of the Chris's. <laughs> it's a really fucked up uh, movie. I highly recommend it. Um, that's all the news for this week, ladies and gentlemen. It was a good news week. Uh, what you should do to try to keep up with us, like our VIP gaming lounges, which we don't have one of all three of us this week, but... We are uploading a video of myself doing a Dead by Daylight game blindfolded, and it was hysterical, and I highly recommend everyone watch it. (laughs) It is the funniest 15 minutes you'll ever see in your entire life. Uh, It is is quite entertaining, so I highly recommend checking that out, which you can find that on VIP. Were you you killer or survivor? I was Survivor. Oh, okay. I was about to say, if you're a killer, the killer game would be boring as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was a survivor, though, and I was playing with one of our friends. And she was walking me through everything. Oh, and, that's and such like, a good idea. She's like, all right, Vinny, go there. And I'm like, go where? Go <laughs> up two steps. I'm like, I can't hear steps. And she's like, all right, hold W. And I'm like, okay. She's like, no, not that far. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. What do I do? It was really funny. <laughs> I highly recommend checking hilarious. it out. It was super fucking hysterical. That's pretty uh, But yeah, find all that, VIPGamingPodcast.com. Follow us on our YouTube, which you can find there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Make sure you like and review on everything, whether that be YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, where you listen, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Go like and review, tell your friends about us, be like, hey, you know, we listen to this little small-time video game podcast, and they're going to make it to the big time one day. Don't you want to be in the conversation? Don't you want to know them personally before they hit the big time? And be like, yeah, yeah, I would. (laughs) And then, you know, they can come by, and then they can help us get to the big time. It'll be great. But now, what we do every single week, we talk about the video games we've been playing. Michael, what have you been playing, brother? Well, first, I was playing Battlefront 2. There you go, dude. You came over to my house, played some Battlefront. Yep, and I would think... I think I did okay for playing the game for the first time. Well, here's um, the thing. You were playing on a controller on PC, so you're already at a disadvantage, but you were. You were doing totally fine. Yeah, I think I was doing... Yeah, I think I was doing pretty good for circumstances but it was a pretty fun game um i i i've been really thinking about getting it um i might so if you don't get it on pc <laughs> i will come to your house and fix it i don't know what i need to do get it on fucking pc I, i'll get it on pc but uh what? i do wait I, hold on everyone what was that <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> say that one more time i didn't hear it properly <laughs> i'll get it on pc Perfect, perfect. Okay. 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 Anyway, um, so I played that. I thought it was a lot of fun. I definitely enjoyed playing that game. Um, I'm so excited for the new updates they're doing next month. They're doing... So they the mode that we were playing was Capital Supremacy, and they're adding that mode, but for the original trilogy. So you'll be able to play as, like, all... Like, all the... the Capital Supremacy, they have it for the, like, set in trilogies, and they have two of them, but not the original trilogy. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited they're going to be adding that. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, so I played that, and I played Need for Speed Heat a little bit. I tried to nice. get through a bunch of it. Um, I did a shit ton of races. Um, nice. And I enjoyed it a lot. Always a good thing to go back to for me is racing. Uh, and also, Rocket League. Nice. Yeah, I love Rocket League. I've been playing it hard hardcore lately um me and my cousin are actually really close to being uh 
platinum level for um, Damn. I think I think two V twos and three V threes were pretty close pretty, to being platinum. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's a lot of You're fun. missing one game, Michael. I'm missing one. And it game. was a virtual reality game. Uh, oh, I played I played a little bit of um uh Walking Dead, Saints Saint, and Sinners. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> Saints and Sinners. And so he, you played what? I would say maybe what thirty, forty-five minutes of it. Yeah, like the tutorial and then the walk. Basically part. everything up to where the game like starts being more free, I guess. It, Freely roaming. Where the game really starts, I guess. Like I just went through like the the base thing, but um, what'd you it, think? Honestly. I'm not a huge zombie game fan, but for people who are, that's an amazing game. That'll yeah. absolutely bring people into the the Walking Dead um, world that they want to be in, or uh, the Apocalypse world that they want to be in. That's a perfect game for that, and that game really brings you in. Uh, like Vinny mentioned before, when he talked about playing it, that when you hit somebody with like an axe and you have and like you didn't kill them all the way so you have to hit them again it's it's pretty crazy and then actually grabbing the zombie by the head and stabbing it in the side of the head with like a screwdriver or a knife or something is the most intense thing ever i Uh, was watching him the whole time and i remember for the first time ever because i i never did it when i played he chopped I think a zombie's arm off with the axe, and I was like, I had no idea you could do that. That's really cool. Yeah, and then just for shits and giggles, in the tutorial before I moved on to the actual game, at the end, someone is standing Such by a a, someone's standing by a doorway, and they ask if you want to move forward, and apparently you can shoot them in the head because you get a gun <laughs> right before that. So I would shoot them in the head, they would die, and then a random person would come back <laughs> around the corner. And say repeat what he just said. I'd shoot that one in the head, and then another guy would come around the corner. Like they had all these guys lined he up. He did this for a solid five minutes. And oh, like, absolutely! Michael, what are you doing? I'm like, this is hilarious. It's a different guy every time, and it's like they just had a random person lined up behind the door waiting for the next one to die. Like it was hilarious. It, it was funny. Um, but... but I enjoy the game. is enjoyable. Um, I'm not a huge zombie fan, um, so not for me. But it is a great game. Um, the feeling of it is pretty amazing. Um, it it's a it's a pretty good game. Well, there it is, Jason. What have you been playing, brother? I've been playing uh, some Jedi Fallen Order as oh, much yeah. as I can. You know, work very busy. Yeah. Um, Jedi Fallen Order and Luigi's Mansion, the original, the OG. Oh, yeah. I guess you got the itch from that from Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh yeah, for sure. And I just I really miss uh, that game. Very good game. Definitely a little bit more. Does it feel dated? No. Or does it? So it feels like it. Like if they release it now, it'd still be just as good. Yes, completely. Oh, it's That's awesome. so good. That's great. Yeah. I I still need to borrow Luigi's Mansion Three from you because I really do want to try it, but not for sixty dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've been playing Luigi's Mansion Three Battlefront, uh, not Battlefront, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Well, regular Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Right. And the yeah, uh, Jedi Fallen Order has been pretty good. Uh, although the combat, although is good, it's a little bit hard to get used to. 
because you'll have stormtroopers. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know the technical term. I think it's like stormtrooper, scout trooper. You yeah, know? whatever. I, um, I'm not the Star Wars police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you'll have like a scout trooper that will come up to hit you, and obviously I want to block, but then I have stormtroopers shooting blasters at me, and I'm trying to like parry some things, and then I get hit, and then I'm trying to, you know, it's like it's kind of yeah complicated, but and you're playing on like the second to hardest difficulty, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. Um, so, like, I'm trying to figure that out, but it's been pretty good. Uh, and then Luigi's Mansion, I am progressing pretty well. Uh, I don't know. I've played that game, like, three or four times through, so... I've it's always cool to have games part. like that, that you'll just always go back to. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing... Literally, I did this all this weekend. I don't really know how, looking at the list, but I did. Uh, I played Battlefront 2, not much else to say other than it's really fun, and BB-8 and BB-90 are pretty cool additions, and I can't wait for the new update. I turned on my PlayStation for the first time since Red Dead 2 came out, which I think is about a year. It wasn't great for me. Uh, started playing The Last of Us. Yeah, I'm I'm hype about that. I am like, you know what? I'm not far. I got maybe 45 minutes, an hour. Uh, but I, I started it because I was like, I, I need to be ready for last of us part two. And I, because of my birthday was on Monday last week, I got some money and I just started pre-ordering games that I'm like, I know I'm not going to have the money later. (laughs) So let me use it all now on games that I really want. So I pre-ordered last of us two and, uh, something else, doom eternal. Oh, and okay. I've I got those two pre-ordered now, so I'm like I need to beat Last of Us again because I also didn't do the like special DLC they came out with, which I heard was like really good. I too. didn't even know that they had DLC that came out. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, uh, but some people were like it's amazing, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. okay, I'll have to do that. So I've been playing that, not much like I said, but I'm excited to play more. Bleeding Edge, which is one of the first party. Uh, exclusives from Xbox that's coming out. Made by Ninja Theory, which is really weird because that's the Dems of Hellblade, which no one would really expect because Hellblade's a really dark, fucked-up world, and Bleeding Edge is a super cartoony and light-hearted world, so everyone's like, that's really weird. So this is a 4v4... The best way I can try to describe it is it's a 4v4... By- competitive fighting game, is what I would say. So I've seen the trailer for this, and... Or a little bit of the gameplay. And to me, it reminds me of, um, like, if Bioshock... Not Bioshock. Um, um, why can't I think of the game? My God. They just the made people, a, they just made the a one, third one. Um, no idea. They the just, comparison I always hear is that people want to compare this to Overwatch. And I think it's thank similar. Thank you. So not... So Overwatch... And like Overwatch doesn't have three games. No, like, no, I know. I know. There's another game. I'm trying to think of it. It's absolutely oh, it pissing me off now. What but, console's it on? Is uh, it exclusive to something? No. Uh, it's on Xbox. I don't know if it's on PlayStation, actually. Um, no idea. You bought it. You bought it. You bought it. I buy lots you of games. You played the second one, and then you bought the Saints third. Saints Row? No. Nope. I have no idea. Hold, but I'll, I'll look it up. Regardless, I think it's really cool. The thing that sucks for me, though, is... Uh, so let me say the good things first. I And I think there's a lot of them. I think the game 
at its heart has really good has a really good idea and it's really parts of it are really fun uh the character designs are phenomenal like each character looks distinctly different and they all look really good which makes sense because it's a here like i said a competitive multiplayer hero fighter essentially is what i would call it and it's a fighting game because there's not really guns there's one character that has like a gun type thing but it's not a, it's not a shooty shooty game it's uh you up close and personal do what you need to do uh so i think it's really cool the thing that sucks is i feel like if you don't play with friends it's really hard to play because you have to work together as a team and if you split off by yourself like you're fucked like there's an, unless you're doing 1v1 which even it even that case like if you're not a assault guy and if someone else is facing you that is an assault, you're just kind of dead. Uh, and I feel like 4v4 is kind of a small number for this. Like, I feel like 6v6 would probably work a little bit better. But, I don't know. It's really cool. I think it's got a good idea. And I hope it really does well. I don't know if it will. But I think the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass will give it at least a population base for it, too perform well but we shall see Michael, oh my god thank god yes borderlands yes so i, 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 I do think get it, that influence. i think i think that it, it is like a combination of borderlands overwatch and um yeah those two if they made a game together that would be what yeah. it is it's definitely got that kind of look to it it's pretty cool yeah. i recommend playing it i think the beta ends this weekend so you won't be able to play it but I definitely, if you have Game Pass, there's no reason not to try it. I would like to get the three of us to try it out and see how it goes. It is a cross-play, too, because it's Xbox and PC, so that's cool. Uh, I played the Halo Combat Evolved beta that's going on right now for PC. Played, like, one or two matches. It's cool. It works. I'm happy, and it's going to come out eventually. I just want Halo 3, really. And I'm excited to try Halo 2 because... Halo 2, everyone has so much nostalgia for, and I don't, because I was too young. But, uh, Halo 1's cool. I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever beaten Halo 1's campaign. At one point, I do want to go through each one, though, once it's all on PC, and go through each campaign and do them all, because I think that'd be cool. Uh, lastly, I, thanks to Joe for convincing me, uh, I picked up a game called Dreams, which he asked us a question about last week, which is a game that is made, uh, it's hard to even call it a game. It's basically a a tool for people to make games within it. And it's incredible all the things you can make in it. I It's really hard to try to describe because you can make anything you want. You can make a first-person shooter. You can make a third-person action game. You can make a top-down game. You can make an arcade game. You literally can make anything you want in this game if you're talented enough to do it with the tools they provide you. Uh, Joe, literally, when I bought the game, he was like, I feel bad that you bought it because it's, you know, you, you didn't seem super interested. I was like, well, I'm, I'm interested enough to pay the money for it. So he went on Dreams and he made our VIP gaming logo. I'll try to put that in the description for you to go check out. It's really goddamn cool what people can do in this game. Uh, the media molecule, the people that made this game, put out their own in-game creation with only the tools, and it is actually, like, it's a three-hour experience, and it's fucking insane what you can do. It's, I don't really know how to describe it. I would check out, if you want to see it, go check out my Twitch, twitch.tv slash events, where I streamed it this weekend, and you can see, like, there's a vast amount of 
different things you can do in the game. People made Freddie Mercury, and he's like, you know, playing his songs and shit. It's just so cool. I, I don't even really know know what else to say about it, but it's you should, awesome. You should make uh, longest maps. I the thoughts cross my mind, but I'm also really shitty at making things. So, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I I have thought about when you were ten. I, di- I did, but that's because I had more time and I was less. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I just suck at making things. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like they just took all of the development tools and turned it into a game. Yeah, effectively, and it, and it works out well because now people that don't have those tools can now do this. I granted you can't monetize it, but you, this could be like at some point in the future if you you know you're going to apply to be a game designer, you could be like, "Hey, look at what I made in dreams and I could try to show you that or something." So, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a cool tool. But those are all the games I've been playing. So now we go to questions, and we've got a lot of questions this week from Cliff and her Shelby Princess Megan turned down for what we always start with the Coleslaw Chronicle. And this is number 15. Michael, you got to say it. Mr. You say it every week. I know, Mr. CC. You almost forgot. No, I was focusing on <clears> that. He actually wrote in that it was number 15. Yeah, he did. So. He did. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep track of that number for now. And we'll see. I'll probably forget at some point. But he wrote, thanks to the Dreams release. Nope, I brought that up last week. Thanks to Cod Modern Warfare Season 2. Nope, brought that up two weeks ago. Here's a news update missed last week. Modern Warfare Season 2 <laughs> has brought back Rust and Akimbo Pistols. Uh, Some folks are lucky in which an entire universe is returning for a masterpiece collection on PC besides Halo. What multiplayer mechanic, map, weapon, element would you like to see make a comeback in its latest installment, (laughs) Akimbo and Modern Warfare? Which mechanic, map, weapon, uh, weapon, element would you like to see jump from one IP to another? His example was uh, Active Reload in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh... Ooh. Well, so when he said besides Halo, does that mean excluded or no? I think just... he was just t- all right. All right, I, don't, I think he was I making a joke. So. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. I just wanted to make sure I understood it. Um, because I was gonna say assassinations from Halo. I really yeah. hope that in the uh, Halo Infinite that uh is still a thing. I think they will be. Halo Five has it, so I would. I don't remember if Halo Four did or not. But what I was gonna say, my answer is bring back a dual wielding in Halo. Because, god damn, oh, dual wielding SMGs. Oh, actually, anything, SMGs. Yeah, yeah. That, god, that was so cool. And, like, you could mix match shit, like, you could do the chopper and, like, a needle rifle. And it was oh, so cool because yeah. the reticles, each reticle was different, but they would actually, like, overlap the reticles and it would look really cool. I would love for that to make a return because that's super goddamn cool. That would cool. be pretty sick. Um, also, remaster Modern Warfare 2. Fucking cow. So, I was just getting there. Um, I would love for them to. They just put Rust on there. They should yep. get Terminal. Terminal or Afghan. A fantastic match. Not uh, map, not match. Uh, what was that? Favela too. God. Uh, oh, Favela. Modern Warfare, oh, yeah. Modern Warfare Two had like the best maps. Like literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, terminal. What was that? Like grassy one that was kind of big and there's like the sand based bunker I know in the what middle. You're talking about. It starts with it's a like W. Home, uh, is it, wasteland? Is it like waste, wasteland? Wasteland. Right. wasteland. Yeah, I think that's from Mono for One though. It's in, I don't know. I don't know I'm, which one. I didn't play. Well, it was better in Mono. It was in Mono. Right. It was in Mono for Two. It was in Mono. No, there is so um, many good ones. Oh um, my god. Uh, a state. 
Oh, that was a good. They're all good. good. They like yeah. looking back at it. All of the maps in Marvel for they came out the with the maps. Yeah. even the DLC maps. Do you remember Carnival? That was a cool map too. Yeah. That was a DLC. I remember map the DLC out. map, but I don't remember. Um, oh, actually, I think I do. Remember I that. loved. Um, I think it would actually be really good because they just came out with a three v three mode. Um, I think that it would be perfect if they brought High Rise back. High Rise was another three v three. Quarry, Quarry yeah. was good. Yeah. Oh wait. Uh, was that the? That was uh, all the all the like big white blocks everywhere, <gasps> and there was like that uh, middle area. Was that Modern Warfare Three? No, I don't think no, so. No. What was uh? There was the one. Was it Afghanistan? No. Afghan. It was, was it Afghan? Well, the one with the crash plane and yeah. in the desert. And the, yeah. Yeah. In the middle. Yeah. Was that's that Afghan? Afghan? Oh, yeah. that was a good map. Such a good yeah. map. Modern Warfare Two and Halo Three. Had like some of the best maps. There was too. like I can't remember what it was called. Was it Wreckage? I can't remember. I remember but it was liter- it, it was literally just airplane parts all over the place, and you were like, yeah, you had you were in like hangars and stuff. That was a map. I think yeah. that would be a good one to come back to. It's so good, dude. Modern Warfare. Well, 2, there you go, Joe. All the best maps. Yeah. We just went on our Modern Warfare Two rant. It was great. Turn down for what asks. If you could, what video game would you make into real life? Probably not Grand Theft Auto. No, uh, we live that. My, That's a real life. Uh, would be my opposite answer. That is a real life. I don't know what video game I'd want to be real life. Maybe like a Mario game. Yeah, like, I was oh, Mario yeah. because yeah. to see like Mario come to life or something. Yeah, like every game. I feel like would not be good to be brought yeah. in real life. <laughs> every like, game we want to be real life would not be. Good oh in real my life. god! You know a game I want in real life. Mario Party. <gasps> yeah, I want Mario Party to come to real life, and then like we can play on the boards the and we walk games? around oh doing God. the mini. Yes, ga- oh, that would yes. be. Yeah, I'm down. I'm a genius, dude. Vinny. Yeah. We should we should uh, invest in the Kmart building and turn it yeah. into Mario Party Land, and we just design a board you and you have Mario. Yep. Yeah, and then get shut down. And, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Business 2021. Yeah, we're going. We're getting it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about it because I was originally thinking about um, a Mario game just because I feel like that that's the most fitting. Like, I can't... Th- you know what I'm saying? I can't think of yeah. a, a game on any other console like PS4 or... Um, I think Luigi's Mansion would be fun in real life. To go I mean, it's like a haunted up, house. He'd be okay, but like... That would actually be fu- really that would actually be terrifying. Like if we're like talking about real ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. Like yeah. I no, that'd be horrible. I would I'm calling Ghostbusters that. then. <laughs> no, yeah. Who are you gonna call? I would be sitting no, in a corner Ouija. in that house the entire time with just a vacuum, like on constant I'm good. suck. I'd be like I'd be like getting away. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on constant suck. <laughs> yeah. Like you know when you when you like back into a corner and you're just kinda like trying to you know what I mean? Like when you're trying not to see something or you know, you get what I'm saying. You yeah, I got saying. you. Yeah, I got you. Be like that. Be like that. Uh, jeez, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of what games are good games. I mean, honestly, Modern Warfare is kind of like real anyway. There you go. Uh, you know, with Star Wars. Stuff like that. Star, Star Wars, Wars would be pretty cool. I don't but know if I want. I, li- a, I literally just want. Star. Yeah, I exactly. No, well, like I literally just want the lightsabers and the force. Yeah. That's all I want. Okay, if you could, if you, 
Yeah, if you're talking about just that portion of Star Wars, sure. Let's go, yeah. with, let's go with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. There'd <laughs> be a right, lot Travis. less gun crime, but there'd be a lot more stabbings. Someone's gonna fucking force no, push there'd be your a lot... vehicle while you're driving. Yeah. yeah. No, there'd be a lot more dismemberment. <laughs> yeah. Like, geez. yeah, that's that's pretty true, actually. That's probably uh, not a good idea. Yeah. But whatever. Princess Megan asks, "How did you spend your Valentine's Day? And what video game character would you pick for your Valentine?" So, the starters tra- turn down for <laughs> <laughs> turn down for what Travis came and answered this question perfectly. And I'm not going to say any other words other than the name of the character he said. Kirby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was funny, and then I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So we can't steal that answer. Isn't Kirby a guy? I don't know what I don't think Kirby's in uh, anything, but he's doing a lot of sucking. Pr- you know how say. like in yeah in Smash how like yeah. you know he could take other people's abilities. Uh-huh. You sure yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I laughed a little harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> how? Okay, well, there's it's a two part question. So sure is. Spend my Valentine's Day working after I worked, went, spent some time with my girlfriend, so that was fun. Um, and then what video game character would I pick for my Valentine? Um, I'm trying to think of one. I'd say Tomb Raider. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's the easy answer. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) Angelina Jolie. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Angelina Jolie is a freaking Valentine. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but yeah. Um, if I had to pick a video game character. Okay, so Valentine's Day, uh, I spent it by myself at home, and I got drunk there by myself. Go. So that was my Valentine's Day. Oh, that's kind of um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I would, I guess, pick Cortana. Cortana, huh? You yeah. entered those AIs, huh? Yeah, love anime porn. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got it, you know. There's a demand for it. If it uh, exists, it's out there. They uh, rule whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I spent Valentine's Day at school. I came back. I think at home. I just spent time with my family. It was a good time. Uh, I don't know who the fuck I'd pick. Start rattling off Peach. names. I don't know. Um, Peach. There Peach. you go. I was gonna Peach say. Peach wouldn't um, be a bad get. No. no then she, again, she'd be fucking Daisy. constantly being caught from other people. Yeah. Kind of a pain be in the ass. She'd be Daisy. Consistently Daisy does. Robbed. <laughs> Yeah, or da- go with right. Daisy because she's just in the house always. <laughs> I but... was gonna say is Daisy, Daisy doesn't like run away or get caught, right? Um, I, don't, I, I was gonna say you you can do uh, no suit Samus. It's not no suit. It's I don't zero know. Suit. Zero suit. I was trying to think of it. I was like, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Sorry for zero, the cops. Zero uh, suit Samus. Yeah. I could do her. I think it, I don't mean do her. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're insane. All right. Next question from Nurse Shelby. Uh, so this is more of like a statement of what we need to do. Give a short synopsis of a game based on your life and the title of that game. Her example would be a Sims-type game balancing school, work, and relationships. But if I don't complete all the tasks in one day, she loses. She calls it Nurse Bert. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> wait, what? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Come up with a fake game about your life. About my life? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I feel like Sims... I mean, I don't want to take it from her, but, like, a Sims-type game is how we could all describe it, because, like, that's, sure. that's what it, you know... I'm going to rewind my life about three, four years ago, and I'm going to say my answer is Burger King Simulator, where <laughs> you just yeah. work at a fast food restaurant, you and you... <laughs> Do nothing, and you sit. <laughs> you sit in the office and do nothing because no one any did anything there. Got him. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'll do a Burger King Simulator, and I will say the name of the game is Hell on Earth. I'm gonna say <laughs> my my game would be um, Grand Theft Auto because um, you know last year I stole multiple cars and ran <laughs> <laughs> and nice. uh, got got arrested and nice. no, I'm all, I'm all, I died and got revived I'm at the fine. hospital. I'm, Immediately Only cost stole me a car. about three hundred dollars. Yeah. Immediately left the hospital and stole another car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm playing. Uh, I don't know. Um, hmm. Office Simulator, I guess, kind of game where you nice. know you just go and do the same thing every day. Um, oh, kind of sounds boring and depressing, but it's really not because I love my life. Um, just go to Michael Scott. Might make that a game. Make The Office the video game. There is uh, The Office video game. Um, Are you for real? D- well, it's Dwight uh, Simulator. Um, That's pretty hysterical. <laughs> he's still the assistant manager to the... Or assistant to the assistant, assistant region manager. Assistant manager, yeah, something like that. That's pretty great. Uh, Michael, what about you? Oh, wait. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was trying to think this entire time. Um... Uh, you can call it. The uh, name of the game would be Daddy Don't Stop, and you go to work. There it is. And come home, play with your kid, and go to bed, and then go there to work. There it is. And then come home, play with your kid. That's the game. There it is. Daddy yeah. Don't Stop. I like it. Last question of the week is from Cliff, and he writes, I'm at Disneyland this week. Have fun, dude. I wish I was there. Uh, and I I've love a version. You've never been? I've never been to Disneyland. I've never been either. I've been to... I don't think I've been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. Disney I, World's I in Florida, right? One. Yeah, Disney World's yeah. Florida. Disneyland, I, I think it's Cali- California. Yeah, right? yeah. California. Wait, you guys actually leave your house? Oh, yeah, yeah, occasionally. You, <laughs> you know? Guys, wait, you guys go further than, like, Boston? Yeah, nope, <laughs> nope, not me. Uh, he says, I'm at Disneyland this week, and I'd love a version of Disneyland that I could wander around in VR. What destination would you love to be able to visit in VR? Definitely. That's actually pretty sick. I would like that. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So here's, so here's the destination, right? So I don't know if you've ever seen Aquaman, the movie, the newer great, one with Jason great movie. Momoa. I liked it a lot. Right? Oh, okay. I see what you're this, There's this one scene in... No, I, I swear I'm not going there. There's this one <laughs> scene where they have to go to... I think it's like Italy or something like that. It's like... Oh. It's like around there. Yeah. I would love to be there yeah. in VR. Like that would be amazing. It looked like it was a perfect little spot, and I would love to be there. That was that, sound pretty that awesome. was absolutely Italy, by the way. Yeah, that was Italy. My answer, although it probably sounds like a cop out, cheap answer, but I'm gonna say it anyway. A fully fledged wherever I want to go, Star Wars land. Where I can go anywhere in the Star Wars universe. I can go to the Death Star and not get killed. I can go to the second Death Star, whatever that was called. I can go to all I the other planets that I don't Death know Star. the name of. 
And I think that'd be really cool. Kashyyyk. Star Wars is a cool... Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. You got the Earth one. I don't remember that one. That's... Well, yeah. well there's yeah. Naboo. I can't do the noise, but... Yeah, is that is that Naboo? the Earth one? There, there's like Earth? a relatively Nab- close Earth one. Yeah, yeah. that was Naboo, Naboo. I think. Yeah. Then there's the ice... Pl- Hoth. Hoth. And then I wouldn't have to be cold because I'm in VR. That'd be nice. <laughs> Why is it called Hoth? It should be called Cold. You're such an idiot. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Only a little bit do I hate you. Uh, Michael, where do you want to travel in VR? Uh, in VR? Oh, man. Um, man, I don't know. Lots of places Honestly, to travel. There, there is a lot of places. A lot of fictional places, a lot of real-life places. I know, I know. I know. Um, man. Kind. I don't know. I want to travel to mankind. Ooh. I would love to uh, travel in the uh, Avengers universe. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty sick. Until like, they hang, start destroying hang out with buildings them. around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. As long as just I don't say, get affected, I can just hang out with them. I think hey, Robert sick. Downey Jr., how you doing, dude? Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, How's Black going? Widow, you uh, still single? Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> That, that, that's a, she's not in a video game yet, but I could have picked her if she was in Marvel's Avengers. I mean, she's going to be, so you could have. Sure, sure. Like, it's a guaranteed I'll, I'll, I'll thing. I'll retroactively change my mind. Okay. Uh, th- thank you guys for all the questions this week. That was awesome. I love having more questions. It's always fun. We love doing them, doing them every week, so keep on asking. Next, I tell you guys about new game DLC announcements that have been happening this week. We got a shit ton of them. Uh, on February 28th, Bloodroots is going to be coming out on PC, on the Epic Game Store, PS4, and Switch. That game is really cool. I'm actually pretty excited. I might buy it. I'm not sure yet. Square Enix's Outriders is coming out in holiday 2020 on Xbox One, PS4, PC, and PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Division 2 Warlords of New York is coming out on March 3rd for 30 doll hairs. Uh, and on March 23rd, Half-Life Alex is coming out. We finally have a release date for that. We knew it was March, but we now have a release date of uh, March 23rd. I will maybe pick that up as well. Uh, cheap free games that are coming out this week or month. The Division 2 right now is $3 <laughs> on anything, so yeah, go pick it up because that game is really good. It's at, like, like $5 at GameStop. but It's like 3 bucks on, I know for sure, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, so like... If you don't have it, like you could play that game for an hour and get your money's worth. So exactly. go pick that up. Uh, some free games coming out. Uh, on Nintendo Switch Online, we're getting new games that no one asked for ever because no one knows what these are. But on the NES for the Switch Online, Shadow of the Ninja and Eliminator Boat Duel. For the SNES, uh, you're getting the game called... Poppin' Twinby and Smash Tennis. And it's not Super Smash Tennis, it's just tennis. There you go, have fun with that one. Big game slash updates coming out this week. Modern Warfare Season 2 is out now. We heard you loud and clear, Joe. We got you, man. <laughs> On February 18th, Bayonetta, Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th Anniversary Bundle comes out on PS4 and Xbox. On February 18th, DCL The Game is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox. On February 19th, Sea of Thieves is getting a new update called the Crew of Rage update. And on February 20th, Undernight and Birth X colon late parentheses CL-R is coming to PS4 and Switch. What an awful, awful name. <laughs> Who the fuck would do that? I don't know, but Vinny, real quick. 
Yeah. Um, just thinking about it, just crossed my mind. Back to Cliff's question. Yeah. Um, sea of Thieves. There you go. Sea of Thieves would be a very cool world to go into. Oh, yeah. God, I would love for that to be a thing. Yeah. Kind of true. Be a dope. That would be dope. like, you know, getting shot and done. Yeah. That would be yeah. a crazy Well, it's in VR, VR so it's okay. That'd be a crazy oh, if VR it's game. in VR, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be really fun. I, I feel like you might be getting motion sickness on the shore, but if you can deal with that, I would love for that to be a thing. Yeah. Microsoft, put that out. <laughs> yeah. I'll play it. There you go. <laughs> That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. We had a great time. Make sure you follow us on all the socials, which you can find at VIPGamingPodcast.com. VIP Gaming Lounge is going up this week of me blindfolded and dead by daylight, and it is funny as fuck, so please... Check that out. You guys got any last words? As if you're dying. And I love everyone. Life. Have a great week. We'll yep. see you next week because we love this stuff. Damn right. And we love you. Say and your prayers and eat your vitamins. Yep. Yeah, we Tell just had friends. five questions. I want six. I, I want, I want more than five. I, I want, want more than five hundred. next week. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure that's... I don't even think we have that many people listening to us. But hey, hey, one day. Like I One said, day. tell your friends, you know, yeah. you guys, you want to know us before we're massive, massively successful. Right. That way and you once I can like... finally, then I can finally start forming full sentences. Yeah. And then when, when we are that big for the OG listeners, they'll get some VIP gaming. Um, Don't merch. promise anything we can't do. Wait, Don't promise wait. anything we can't do. Wait, I think it's funny because he's saying they'll get some VIP, VIP gaming podcast tickets. Like. The merch. It's funny. You it's can funny. get the VIP yeah. VIP access. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Double until VIP. next time, we will see you next week. Never, never.